We hope you enjoy this message from Expression Church of Huntington. It's all good. Hey, let's turn to um, your Bibles to, uh, let's do this. Matthew chapter 12, verse 47 through 50. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Christmas story. And Mary, did you know? Matthew 12, 47, just a few verses. I'll read them, then I'm probably gonna take a few rabbit trails, but I promise you, I will come back. Then one said unto him, behold, this is uh, the, the people standing around talking to Jesus. He was uh, teaching, standing around uh, a bunch of Pharisees as well as his disciples. And then somebody came to him and said, behold, your mother and your bre- the brethren and your brethren stand without, they're outside, they wanna speak with you. But Jesus answered and said unto them, who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand, watch this, toward his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Now, God, God had a real dilemma, not that he wasn't aware of the dilemma because he helped create it, but God had a dilemma. In Genesis chapter one, two, and three, when God said, created man, and he said, let them have dominion or dominate the earth, God is holy. How many of you know that? He, he doesn't have holy attributes. He's holy. Holy and true. Holy and true and faithful. Those all go together. And because God is holy, God cannot lie. Because if God told a lie, it'd be truth. If he said it, it's truth. So when he said, let them, be, let them have dominion over the earth, over the cattle of the field, he named all these things to have dominion over, God delegated authority. And when God delegated authority to the earth, to mankind, he submitted himself. He didn't say, let us have the authority. Let us have dominion. He said, let them. When he did that, he gave a word that God bound himself to, that God now is bound to man having authority. So who has authority in the earth? Man had the authority in the earth, right? So when God looked at man and said, let them have the authority, they had to have a body because you have to have a spirit and a body to make up a soul. So God prepared man a body out of the dust of the ground, put him in the earth, and said, here, it's yours, do it. And what God said is, I'm going to give you the authority, and now that you have authority, it's however you see it. As long as you're connected to me, by the same spirit that I give you and breathe in you, your body will live forever, and you will have a dominion and authority in this entire earth. In other words, you govern. You call the shots. God didn't say, we'll call the shots. He says, you call the shots. He'll call, you, you all call the shots. So when the serpent comes, Satan had fallen, and when Satan called, he knew that he couldn't legally go and get the authority from mankind unless he had a body, because you had to have two things on the earth. You'd have a spirit, and you'd have a body. That's the only way you get in legally. Serpent comes, the Satan, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, takes on the body of the serpent. 
And when he took on the body of the serpent, he comes in and begins to talk to God's creation that had delegated authority, that had legal authority in the entire earth. So when he snookered them out of their authority, the enemy, Satan, now becomes legally in control of the earth. God couldn't just take it back because you had to have a body, right? And you had to have a spirit. God is spirit, but God's body was turned over and forfeited by Adam and Eve. So now we have a, the dilemma. God's bound by his word. So God had to have a body. The problem was, because of the contamination in mankind, the blood of mankind was now contaminated, which means everyone and corruptible. That means everybody that was born from Adam and Eve's loins, no matter how many generations down the road, was going to be born from corruptible seed. But God looked at the, the serpent and said, and the woman, and he said, there will be enemy, enmity between your seed and her seed. Whatever you give birth to, whatever she gives birth to. The problem was, there was no body. God needed a body. He looked through Moses. He looked through Abraham. He looked through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked through Moses. He went through all the way down. David, man, David was a worshiper, a man after God's own heart, but he was still from corruptible seed. Abraham, the father of faith, had a covenant with God, but he was still from corruptible seed. Wasn't pure. The blood that was coming from Abraham was still coming from corruption. Isaac, the promise, still corruptible seed. Jacob, even when Jacob became Israel, still corruptible seed. All the way down the line. Elijah calls fire from heaven, but he's still corruptible seed. Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah did, but he still had corruptible seed. Solomon built the wonderful, most wonderful temple. The smartest man and wisest man ever lived up to Jesus, but he was still corruptible seed. The minor prophets, speaking one day, one day, one day, one day. Isaiah, of all people, Isaiah saw it all, but he was still corruptible. John the Baptist, the greatest born among women. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent of your sins. Went crying in the wilderness. Dressed in camel's hair and eating wild locusts and honey. Calling them out. Calling sin, sin. Still corruptible seed. But there was one. There was one. When the fullness of time had come. What do I mean by fullness of time? When time had created a moment and filled itself up. And God saw heaven and earth were ripe for the moment. God sent his son. And what he said to them all through all those prophets, all the way back through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, were all pointing to a time when the son would come. Isaiah said it this way. You'll know it when the sign comes, because the sign will be a virgin will be born, will be carrying a child. That was the sign. It wasn't the cross wasn't the sign. 
His death, burial, and resurrection wasn't the sign. It was the virgin birth was the sign. Because without the virgin birth, it didn't matter how he died. It didn't matter that he was resurrected. If he was corruptible to die, he would have been corruptible to live, which means you and I would have had to be corruptible for the rest of our eternity. So God looked and said, through Isaiah, and said, there's a sign. You'll know the sign, and the sign will be when you see a virgin coming with a, a child. Her, her pregnancy will not be normal. She'll be carrying something that her boyfriend and her husband-to-be did not have anything to do with. The blood of her and the blood of that baby will not be mixed, and the blood will be coming from heaven. I will bring blood that's heaven, because heaven is not contaminated and corruptible. I'll bring that incorruptible seed into the earth. I'll bring myself in a body. And when I have myself a body, I will bring incorruption through a person that's gonna forever change the way people do life. But the first thing he said you have to understand is you gotta know that the gift that you see is carrying the gift that you can't see. The gift isn't just the container, the gift is inside the container. If you're not careful, you'll be so set up with Mary and so excited about Mary because she's carrying the baby that you forget that the baby is the gift. Oftentimes, we're always looking for the package in the container. But what we really miss sometimes is what's inside the package in the container. See, Jesus was special. He was the firstborn of the begotten. He was the savior. He's the Messiah. He's the little baby Jesus. Oh, but what was inside that little baby Jesus was a whole lot more than most Christianity knows today. Once you start unwrapping the gift and the package, you begin to see it. I wrote down a few things. Christmas is the celebration of the greatest gift. Heaven's been given to earth. Divinity is given to your humanity. The light is given to darkness. Life is given to death. Forgiveness is given to sin. Healing is given to sickness and God is given to man. And God's gift himself is given into man. Do you know how to receive and unpack the precious gift of the child. I would say today that many people, if we lived back in 2,000 years ago when Mary was born, we would be so enthralled with Mary and excited about Mary and tending to Mary, we might be one of the wise men bringing gifts over to baby Jesus, right? We might be. 
I would. I'd be standing in line, hopefully, and finding out what that's all about. And I'd be kicking Joe's off to the side and say, come on, Joe, tell the truth. Y'all, you just don't get pregnant, you know, by dating like that. There's got to be more to the story. You could tell me. Everybody all fall quiet in here today. <laughs> Joe, you, you, can t- you can tell me. Look, I'm not going to tell your mom and dad. Just talk to me. You, you got, you, you're carrying this thing, and yeah. Mary's going to look at me, and, or Joseph's going to look at me and say, look, I had, I had a dream. And I, and, and I had a dream from an angel that come and told me that, no, this is the real deal. This is the sign that Isaiah pr- prophesied. Joe, listen, I know some great counselors. I'll, I'll hook you up with, man. You, you, you meet discreetly. Just to talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. You, you all know what I'm talking about. You ought to be thankful that you weren't born during that time. I'd probably be one of the best Pharisees that ever lived. And you all would be at my house for dinner. Y'all, you'd be all Pharisees too. Oh, I know how it is. Jesus, Jesus. And you're all looking around going, she's pregnant. She's, she's pregnant. No, no, can't be. Can't be. I know her. You, you know what I'm talking about? What, what are you going to do if you were living during that time and things weren't turning out the way you thought they should because they defied the natural sense of culture and society and they were totally unacceptable in society? Totally unacceptable. What makes you think today that God is going to do something in your life that's going to be perfectly fitting into culture and society just because it's nice and pretty and neat and clean. I got news for you, Mary. Did you know what you're carrying? Do you know what's wrapped up inside of you that you didn't pick for yourself and no man put it in you? Do you know what's incorruptible that's been placed in your life that you had nothing to do with but you know is there. You've had signs and you've had witnesses. You've had signs, you've had witnesses that you know you have this gift. There's something inside of you. Are are, are you just satisfied by knowing you have the Savior? Or are you gonna unwrap the Savior to find Christ? Because we know him as Jesus. Because that's his name. But have you experienced the Christ? The anointed one. the one that's packing the power that dwells inside of you. See, most of the time we're looking for things like this. Heaven's gift, it's heaven's gift to the earth. The earth was with form without, without form and void. And the gift came. Divinity came to the humanity. Well, we're looking for divinity to try to bypass our humanity. Light comes for the darkness. Life is given to death. Forgiveness is given to sin. Health is given to sickness, and God is given to man. Listen, how this works, how this works, he don't visit your goodness. He visits your mess. He visits your, visits your situation that many times we've created for ourselves. Sometimes we haven't created for ourselves. He visits your loneliness. He visits your isolation. 
He visits your hurt and your pain and your sickness. He visits your, 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 your turmoil when you're laying in bed at night and confusion is, and all these questions are going on. He, he visits you there. Why does he do that? Because he's more than just a baby Jesus. He's the anointed one that destroys the yoke of bondage on your life. You're gonna to have to live life sometimes without some answers. I promise you, Joseph and Mary had the baby. Carried him for, they walked around for 33 and a half years. I promise you, there's people still talking about them after 30 some years. Still talking about going, I don't know. You remember her? Look at her, she's, a, she's up in age now. She's middle age now, and that's her boy. And Joseph's still swearing up down, it's not his. Right? What does that mean? What I'm saying to you is this. There is something God is doing in the earth that he did to Mary. He's doing it to you. He's got something wrapped up inside of you that's so deep, so precious, so anointed, so glowing, so full of life. The challenge is We've got it so covered up with swaddling clothes, baggage, hurts, pains, questions, disappointments, and we've got it all bagged up in here, and we're going, God, I'll never see the fruition of this thing coming to pass. And there's always somebody out here that will come along and try to offer you a solution that really isn't a solution. It just band-aids the very thing that you have. I'm telling you guys this morning, when Jesus was walking, when Mary was walking around with a baby, there was no sign of the baby, but she had a word there was a baby. Mary was a sign, a sign that she was carrying something bigger than her that was incorruptible. My life goal for you is for you to give birth to the very thing that's incorruptible that no man on this earth started. It only came from the Father in heaven. It's not mixed or mingled with flesh. It's birthed by the Spirit. God will not do anything in the earth without a body. You are that body. Amen. You are called, you are picked, you are chosen, you are set apart for what God wants to do in the earth in 2018 and 19 and 20. You're alive for this reason. It's more than a story. It's more than a Noel. It's more than a Manuel. It was Manuel back then because God was with us. Today, God is in you. Amen. It's shifted and it's changed. I, I love the Christmas story. I love, and I, I appreciate Mary. I've got some good Catholic friends and we have some real good discussions on, the, on, on Mary. You know, we have some real good discussions. But I look at them and say, hey, one of the guys, Bob, he's, he's Bob and he's a good guy, a good friend of mine. He goes, you know, we've... We hold Mary in high esteem. I said, Bob, I hold you in high esteem as Mary. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you're packing, you're carrying, you're pregnant with an incorruptible seed that you don't even know who it got there. You're a sign. He's going, what are you talking about? I said, if you only have a reference for 2,000 years ago, you're gonna miss your current relevance today. Amen. His story did not stop, it started. Yes. And it's perpetual through all generations. And you are this generation on the earth today. Amen. For that very reason, what is inside of you that's incorruptible, that God is trying to birth, that God impregnated you with, that God put himself inside, that no man can take credit for it and no man can destroy? Yes. 
It's in you. And I'll tell you the thing that keeps us from living in that world is the same thing that lived with Mary and, Je- and, and Joseph. They were afraid. They were concerned about what people thought. They were insecure. Because they couldn't take credit for how they got there, they could only get the blame. And we spend most of our time trying to prove our innocence in our corruption rather than just say, okay, it's corrupt, I'll just take on his incorruptibility. Trade off your flesh for his spirit and divinity. Quit trying to protect your reputation and what people think of you and hook up to what he's doing in the spirit. You don't understand, I've been through a a real bad divorce and God, it was just a, a messy divorce. So I'm afraid if I go forward, I'm afraid to trust again because... You know, so I've got this filter that I'm living through because I've got this bad experience back here. Okay. Listen, I understand and it's true and it's real. I don't discount it. But can you have a higher truth? The higher truth would be, can he not plant something in your heart that's incorruptible and bring somebody in your life that trusts you the way you are? Like Joseph trusted Mary the way she was. He didn't walk away from her. And I would have had a, he would have been a hard pill to swallow. Come on now. Mary trying to tell you, Mary, it's not my first day out. If he had not had a supernatural visitation himself, it might have been a different story. But can you not trust that what God is putting together in your life, no man can tear apart? Can you not trust the word that says it's okay to trust again, to make yourself vulnerable again, to make yourself gullible again, to make yourself naive again? Or do we always have to have this, this, this plastic piece around us that's going, I just don't know, I don't wanna do it anymore, I'm just tired, I'll throw my hands up, I'm just tired. No, 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 no. You're the body he's looking for. It was not just Mary. Mary made his way into the earth, then he, when he resurrected, he went into the, the earth, then resurrected from the earth, went to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit back to the earth. Guess where that resides today? In your earth. Amen. You are the body that he's looking for. There should be a holy anticipation in your life. Quit worrying about what people think. Y'all pouring the sweat out at me, it's anointed, I know it is, I can feel it. You don't have to worry about what people think. It's the biggest lie of the enemy. It'll never get any better than this. Oh, yes, it will. I'm willing to stay this way the rest of my life. I'll have, no, you're not. It gets better. I appreciate the story 2,000 years ago and the way Steph was singing that song would just touch my heart. Mary, did you know? But fast forward that thing to your life. The same Jesus that was born in Mary is the same Jesus that's trying to be birthed through you. You can be the mother, the brother of Jesus. How do you do it? To do the will of the Father who in heaven that sent me. Do the will of the Father. What is the will of God for your life? I, you know, it's one of the biggest unanswered questions that most godly people have. 
most church people, including myself at times, I question, what? God, what is the, what's your will here? What's your will? What is your will here? What am I supposed to do? How's this gonna work? How's this gonna, and then you begin to trust and you say, God, I'm just gonna trust you. I'm in this for the long haul and you settle in and I, we've all done it, but we lose heart of the fact that God really desires to do it. That's the first thing you have to answer your, ask yourself. Do I really truly believe God wants to bless me? And I'm not talking about just blessing you with the little goosebumps and pimples, all of your goose pimples and you're feeling good about yourself and gives you a little happy moment. I'm talking about, can you believe God, oh, I just heard the Lord. God said, ask him to speak to you in your language about your unanswered questions and he will answer. He'll give you dreams. He said, tell him that Mary and Joseph are no exception to the rule. He said, some of them have, tell them that some of them have confusion going on in their life all around them right now. It's confusion. And the reason confusion is because it's out of order. And God said, put order in your life and confusion will go. You don't have to bind confusion. You put order in place and confusion has no place to stay. Oh, here we go. I can feel it. Let's just do this. I can feel this. The Spirit of the Lord speaking. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. You've become tolerant to things you would never tolerate before. You've let in things that you never would let in before. They had no place in your life. They once made you sick at your stomach and nauseous. And for South, so now some reason, they become tolerant. God said, put order. Father, in the name of Jesus, we submit that word into the hearts and minds of people. We submit it. We see it as a seed sown into the hearts of your people, and we cement that seed sown that it must produce the fruit that you desire for it to produce. It's an incorruptible seed, so it must produce incorruptible fruit. It's an eternal seed, so it produces in the eternal fruit. God said there's so much noise that's happening in some people's lives, so much noise, that you won't understand the sound when it does come, the clarity, because there's so much noise. And the Lord says, turn off the noise. Just turn it off. Many times the noise comes from so many different opinions around you. Sometimes there's many thoughts that are going through your head when you're laying in bed at night. But if it does not line up with the incorruptible word do not let it take a hold of your life. As sure as there was a season and a time for Mary to give birth, you are now living in a season and time with equal importance. It's a time where scripture quotes 
that have become cliches become a reality. The life behind the word becomes a truth that we live through. When sermons become messages from the Holy Spirit that incorporates change and transformation in your life. A transition from cerebral Christianity to spiritual Christianity. I heard the Lord say that some of you are looking for something over top of what you already have. You're looking beyond it. And you're looking past it because it looks like it's more and better and you're, you're craving and you're hungry for more, but you're looking over top of what's already been in front of you. And he said, if you'll just be faithful with what you have, I'll give you all those other things too, but you're not gonna be able to trample over what's in front of you to get what you have already given. I heard the Lord say that there's a hollow, shallow, deep feeling that some people in here have been feeling for a long time. It's hollow. And you have questions that are not getting answered. They're just not answered. And you're going, God, I need to know, I need to know. The Lord said that he will give you a word or a confirmation that comes directly from him in a way that you will know it's from him. So relax, but look for it. Relax, but look for it. And he will give you the confirmation that you need, it won't take away the hurt and the pain necessarily, but it will give you a comfort. It'll give you a confidence to know, okay, I can move forward. Some of you are in a holding tank and a holding period. And you're trying to find your place and the Lord says, you've got your place. I brought you to your place. I just need you to accept the place that I brought you to. Somebody has got ringing in their ears. I hear it and I see it in my minds and spirits why. Someone's got ringing in their ears and the Lord says, the ringing is gone today. He also said he's gonna point out things on your body, your personal body, that will cause you to be aware of a certain body part that you'll be able to minister to somebody else. If you feel a, a, you know, a tingle in your arm or your feet or your, your ear or your headache or whatever, just be recognizing that as you feel that, the Lord is gonna trigger something inside of you to minister to somebody else. It's for you to give away healing. Don't be caught up in the package. The package isn't the gift, it's the wrapping package, the box, the container, what's inside the package. What are you carrying? Bow your heads real fast, please. What is he telling you to do? Right this moment in your head, what's he telling you to do? Don't blurt it out, but don't blot it out either. What's he telling you to do? As the Holy Spirit spoke to Mary, he's speaking to you right now. As sure as I'm standing on this platform, he is speaking to you right now. Whatever he's telling you to do. Don't worry about the inconvenience. If he says make the change, make the change. I just saw in my mind's eye too, and I'm gonna say it, I, this is gonna be kind of crazy, but I just saw, because I don't do this normally, but I just saw a big pair of scissors that somebody has been handed to by the Lord, 
and you feel like you're doing something extremely noble, trying to help and trying to be long-suffering, but the Lord said, take those scissors and cut it off. If you really wanna help that person, cut it off. You think you're helping, but you're enabling. Cut it off. He said, when you release it, you cut it, you're not releasing from you, you're releasing to him. And the Lord said, quit thinking about hypotheticals, what if, what if, what if, just do what I tell you to do, cut it off. And the Lord says, what are you waiting on? And I have a word here, but I've been debating on whether to give it, but I'm gonna have to give it because I keep coming back to me. This is not meant to instill fear on anybody, but I want you to know as sure as the serpent had a contract to try to get the, the body of Adam and Eve to get legal right into the earth, The enemy is trying to kill you. I don't know who this is for. It's physically. I'm trying to take you out. And he's doing it legally at this point because you're giving him every access legally to do it. And the Lord says, cut off his rights to your body. It's little things that you think are conveniences that are actually giving him a legal right to come in and take your life short. And the Lord says, cut it off. Don't give him any more legal right to your body. Would you stand with me for a moment?